Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as we are here on the 31st of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT. And I'm going to say right now, and you may have saw my tweet earlier and saw my lack of tweets, I guess you could say during this show, I wasn't a big fan of it. I was bored for most of it. I literally sent out a tweet. At one point during tonight's show, and I said, I'm going to pull the exact tweet up. We are one hour into this NXT, and there has been nothing on this show, I think, has even been worthy of tweeting about. Been kind of bored so far. And I got some of you going, good matches in my opinion, or what? We had great wrestling. And someone else said, the great thing about NXT, though, is that it gives a lot of fresh matches, which is weird, since MR had way more people. I don't know what MR means. But, yeah, I honestly was a little bored with this show. I thought there was good wrestling. Yes, that is a fact. But the show overall, nothing hooked me that much other than the main event segment. Because if they do what they... What I'm thinking, I need Riggle to walk out and just say, All games! Ciampa, Thatcher, MSK. Why am I blinking all of a sudden? Oh, yeah, it'll just be the four. Ciampa, Thatcher, MSK. Dunn, Holland, Oni Lorcan, Birch, Danny Birch. Four on four. Boom. As Regal would say, look around. War games. Book it. Book it. Now I know what you're going to say. Well, Pete Dunn's going to face Samoa Joe. He, call, he came out last week. He could do that after. Yeah, they need somebody now for Samoa Joe. I don't know who. Maybe a Kyle O'Reilly or something. But I'm saying four on four war games. Give it to me. MSK. Chomp on Thatcher. Against the team of Pete Dunne, Ridge Holland, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. I think it'd be a great match. I think it would be great, as Tony the Tiger would say. But as far as tonight's show does go, again, like I said, there was nothing that really, other than that main event and the main event segment or whatever, nothing that really hooked me to being like, I really want to see where this goes, or I really want to see that. To be honest, the show really did feel random. Like, like, and here's the thing. The show felt random as if they know that this this set of tapings, these two shows that they taped for today and next week, don't matter because everything's getting refreshed next week. I mean, Roderick Strong versus Ikamanjiro. What the fuck is that for? That makes sense for nothing. LA Knight versus Johnny Gargano. Why? Why? Imperium versus Drake Mavic and Grayson Waller, just so they can say that Grayson Waller is young and doesn't want to listen to the veteran Drake Mavic. Huh? Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson? Saray and Mandy, all these random things. They kind of did, did stuff to make us think Saray and Mandy's not over. So there's an okay thing. Because they kind of, they're building towards something there. Probably just another Mandy-Saray match where there's an actual finish. But the only thing that was really compelling 
was that Tommaso Ciampa Ridge Holland match and the stuff that ensued at the end. So we'll see where it all does go. We got another show next week that's got three matches so far announced. We still won't got spoilers, so we'll see how that all goes. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. You can also help us out by subscribing to the channel right here on Twitch one of two different ways. You can subscribe with a tiered subscription or for no extra cost to you with Amazon Prime if you're already paying for Amazon Prime shipping, Amazon Prime video, and so forth. Remember, all you gotta do, link your Amazon account to your Twitch account, bada bing, bada boom, click subscribe with Prime, and there you go. You're supporting us right here for Wrestling Unlimited. And if you say, like I always tell you, if you say, well, Tim, I don't have Amazon Prime, so it's not just no extra cost to me. You've got to know somebody that does. Your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, the girl that works at the Starbucks, the guy at the Safeway grocery, uh, bagging your groceries, the dude over, the dude over, at the 7-Eleven that sold you a Monster Energy last night. Be like, hey, you got Amazon Prime? Yeah? You got it linked to a Twitch account? No? Can I? Never hurts to ask. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways as well. You can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel as a channel member by hitting that join button. You get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, support us over there, patreon.com, forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, guys, we've got NXT to talk about. I thought this was, like I said, a kind of nothing show other than the main event. So the show kicks off, and the first thing we hear, I don't even think we heard... Big Joseph say, welcome everybody to NXT. The first thing I heard was, Mandy. And like, oh, we're getting that Mandy Rose Saray match right off the bat. Because we heard that, Mandy. Anyways, this is a nothing happening match for most of it. Rose with the heel tactics to start it off as she takes Saray off of her feet. Rose does push-ups with her hands on the back of Saray. Saray's laying face down on the mat. <clears throat> she taunted Saray. And she kept pushing her down onto the mat. Saray soon eventually fired up with the bevy of offense. Remember, J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan were in the corner of Mandy Rose. Rose countered a fireman's buster, but Saray regained her grip. A guillotine choke by Saray uh, dropped Rose on her head and then hit her with a perfect plex. There's a near fall by Saray, but she went top and missed a splash. It was like they say, no water in the pool. Rose capitalized off this by working over Saray. There's a fallaway slam and a kip up by Mandy. She did some stretches, and she stretched Saray as well. But Saray was able to counter. Got in a Muda lock, and, a, and Rose was dropped by the submission hold. Rose was then, Rose with then a thumb to the eye. To break the hole. Rose kept selling the offense of Saray here. And she basically 
Got the towel thrown in. So Saray, so Saray rocks Rose with some strikes. Yet Rose slaps her in the face. Saray drop kicks Rose in the face. Rose then falls into the ropes. And Saray follows this up by charging into a drop kick that knocked Rose out of the ring. And she starts selling her face. Rose keeps selling the face. And Dolan and JC Jane, they put a, like a towel over her head. Jane and Dolan then help, help her just leave. Rose is counted out. And she is escorted out of the building. Well, out of the arena portion of the building. And I go, what the heck just happened? I'm confused. I don't know what happened. Would she get a broken nose, bloody nose? Well, I don't know what happened. There was a pre-tape promo in the back. God, Champa is so good. Like, this was on the same level, to me at least, if not right under that Dax Harwood promo talking about my best friend almost died. He fought death. Well, Champa was just as good in this promo. He was angry that Holland and his crew attacked he and Timothy Thatcher. Champa said that he's fighting for NXT and his family. Champa dedicated his match tonight to, quote, Toothless Timmy. He ended his promo by referring to himself in third person, saying, quote, a motivated Champa is a scary Champa. He got up, violently threw his chair back into the, the door, stormed off. This was good. This was really, really good. Like I said, one of the best, if not the best promo so far this year was that Dax Harwood one where he's like, my best friend almost died. Is this all worth it? And the Chompa one tonight was like, right. I don't know if it was equal, but it was as close as you can get to being equal to not being equal. It was right there. It was oh, right there. Another tease for the NXT rebrand with the Wale video. Went right into another commercial break. Next up, we come back. And next match was set up last week with the pull apart kind of deal. They kind of give us a little recap before we get Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson. O'Reilly had a side taped up going into this match. Injured ribs. And Hudson saw that and worked him over. O'Reilly used... Some slick grappling to get the offense here. But Hudson soon targeted them ribs again. He's fighting back with the flurry of offense. O'Reilly got two counters and a roll-up. However, Hudson was back working the ribs. Show cut to picture in picture here. Hudson was punishing O'Reilly as the show returned from the break. O'Reilly came back and had a comeback that began with a volley of kicks. Hudson was reeling. But he cuts off O'Reilly nonetheless. Not for long, though, because O'Reilly used a tilt-a-whirl into a transition into a guillotine choke. Hudson escaped the hole, and he goes to suplex O'Reilly for a near fall. O'Reilly was hanging onto the ropes, though. He was teetering on the apron when he caught Hudson with a pair of dragon screw leg drops, and this is what turned the tides. O'Reilly climbs to the top rope, leapt off the top rope with the flying knee to the knee of Hudson, he then locked in a heel hook and picked up the victory. Again, where, what is this for? To get Kyle O'Reilly a win? That's it. They're not going to do Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson again. There's no reason to do it again. This was just kind of like, eh, yeah, it happened. It was solid, but it wasn't all that great. There was nothing super great about it, but I thought it was just a solid match. Cross-brand synergy here. We got some NXT UK commercials 
hyping up their Heritage Cup. We then got a little promo letting us know that the Wedding of Index is on September 14th. And Beth is all happy, and she's wearing an Index shirt. And she goes, I got one for you too, Wade. And Wade looks at the shirt. And my first thought was, that shirt's too small for Wade Barrett. And then what does he do? He grabs it, throws it up behind him, and goes over the plexiglass, lands in the crowd. Someone gets a shirt that was, you can say, a shirt that was seen on NXT television that was touched by Beth Phoenix and touched by Wade Barrett. I guess if you ever try to go sell it in the future, auction it off on eBay, you can say, hey, go back to the August 31st, 2021 episode of NXT. This is the shirt that Wade Barrett threw into the crowd after it was given to him by Beth Phoenix. So going forward, another nothing segment. Like, Ilya Dragunov came out here and literally just said, I'm not just alive, I'm alive in the champion. I took down Walter. I took an in, that intense battle, and I turned it into something. The crowd starts chanting, please don't go, please don't go. And then says, I do have to leave, but I will be back soon. Quote, the ring general has fallen. Long live the Tsar. And I'm just like, okay, this really didn't need to be on this show. Uh, NMD, yes. And I have asked about it and haven't got anything back. Also got some sort of an arm or elbow injury. So I don't know. If you were to saw my Twitter, you would have saw that we saw that because we tweeted it out. But yeah, Asuka posted a photo with her dentist and her arm like this. You know, big old brace and sling stuff. Almost looks like Tommy John. Like what they have guys wearing after they get elbow surgery, Tommy John surgery. To make sure that the arm, you know, the arm and the elbow are kept straight, perfect. And I don't know. I don't know. But Asuka's got some sort of an injury, hence why she's been off TV. So, for all them damn fools that have been reporting, oh, Asuka's only gone because they got nothing for her. Uh -uh, not true. I'm going to pull it up right now in case you guys didn't see this. <clears throat> in case any of you missed it. Did I not tweet it out? I, I swear we retweeted the photo. I guess it didn't go. Interesting. Tweet never went. Hold on. Now the tweet never won't well, know. Here it is. Here we go. So, this photo tweeted out by Asuka today. Zoom in on it a little bit. She says, I finally got new teeth. It took six months since I lost my teeth. Thank you, Dr. Byron M. Blasco. But, as you see right here, For some reason, it just froze on me. Okay, here we go. As you see right here, got the arm in a big old sling, whatnot. But then she's got this thing keeping it propped out as well. Now, the only time I've seen people wear this exact setup 
is after elbow, more specifically Tommy John surgery, because you want to keep the arm straight. And I should flip back to my camera so you guys see what I'm doing. You want to keep the arm straight, but out a little as well. So we'll see. Ooh, what is this? The NFL Players Association has opened an investigation after Jaguars coach Urban Myers said a player's vaccination status was considered during final roster cuts. Oh, that sucks. Those Jaguars can't catch a fucking break. God dang Tony Khan. Anyways. Anyways. So Asuka is dealing with some sort of an injury. We don't know what the actual injury is. But hopefully it's not anything that's going to keep her out of action too long. But again, for all them people, proud they're reporting. Oh, Asuka's just gone because they ain't got nothing for her. Not true. Not true at all. It's that she's dealing with an injury, actually. An actual injury. Going forward with NXT. Um, this was a little weird of a, of a conversation here. It's Arash Mikazi yet again. He's interviewing Kaylee Ray this time. And he asked her what she's doing in NXT and why she came out when she did it, take over and this and that. And she goes, Mr. Regal brought me here because he, and then she cuts him off or he cuts her off. And she gets this look like, excuse me? And he's like, but what if you say you're coming here because the, the brand needs uh, a good person at the top of it. What about Raquel Gonzalez? What about Ember Moon? What about Dakota Kai? And she starts rolling down. She goes, uh, Raquel Gonzalez this. Dakota Kai couldn't even win at the pay-per-view. Ember Moon's one bump away from hip surgery. And she goes to say something else again. And Mikazi kind of just like belittle. Not, well, that's the wrong word. Not belittle. But he kind of like diminishes her being here. He's like, Mr. Regal brought me here to dominate NXT in the USA like I did in the United Kingdom. And she tried to say that twice, like I said. And the first time, he cuts her off because she's like, I came here because the NXT roster needs someone at the top that can dominate. He's like, what about Raquel and Dakota and Ember and, and Io Shirai? And she gives a reason why none of them. She goes, I, the girls heard I was coming. Io puts herself in the tag team and runs away from me. And removes one bump away from hip surgery. This and that and da-da-da-da. But it, it, this just felt really weird the way Rash Mikazi, or Rash Mikazi, was kind of just like, first off, he was. So, why are you here in NXT? And are you here full time? And it's just like, he was very stone, strict to the lines that he was given. And if I'm not mistaken... <clears throat> this dude works for the Los Angeles Times. So what are they doing bringing him in all the way to Florida for? You can't get what's-his-name that's always on the NXT conference calls from the Miami Herald? At least he's in Florida. I don't know. The Mirage Mikazi guy just ain't doing it for me at all. Mackenzie Mitchell was interviewing the breakout tournament winner, Carmelo Hayes, and Carmelo Hayes is a dumbass. I'm going to say it right now. He's a dumbass. He goes, so you have that contract. It gives you, you know, an opportunity at any championship you want in the future. And he goes, yeah, some people have asked me if I'd go after Kushida again and try to get the Cruiserweight title. 
I might. There's that North America Championship, too. That's the title. You know, the champion just took a loss. So maybe I can jump in there and I could maybe I could swerve in there and win that title. Or maybe I go all the way to the top and take on Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. And I go, no shit, you should. Win or lose, you should at least give it a shot to go for the NXT title. If you go for that fucking cruiserweight title, Carmelo Hayes, over being able to go for the main title and you lose, you don't look like a goober. Total geek. If you've got a shot at the main, the, the fucking main title, if you've got a shot at the main title, and you're going to say, hey, I'm not going to go for that one. I'll go for a lesser title. Two steps down from that one. Or even one step down with the, the North American title. Like, shit. Called, like, okay. You think, I don't know if I could beat Samoa Joe. But at least you gave it a shot. Because who knows? Who knows when Carmelo Hayes will ever have another shot at the NXT Championship. So to say, eh, I might just go for Kushida in the Cruiserweight title. That's that's just ridiculous. No, since Saturday, I am going to call him dumb. Yeah, he won a tournament, but then he's going to be dumb to not take the biggest opportunity he's got. He's going to be dumb to not take the opportunity to go for the main belt, the big belt, the big X. It's like saying, all right, we've got these three lottery scratchers. One, you can win a dollar. One, you can win a hundred dollars. One, you can win a thousand dollars. You have the same chance of winning in all three. They may win. They may not. Which one are you going to go for? And you say, uh, I'll take the one dollar scratcher. Scratch it off. Ah, I lost. If you were to lost going for that thousand dollar scratcher, at least you could say, I tried to go for the thousand dollar scratcher. At least I tried to go for the $1,000. Not, I went for a buck. This is the same thing here, huh? Cruiserweight title, whatever. Most people don't care about this belt. But if I can go out there and challenge for the for the WWE or for the NXT championship, win or lose, that's going to elevate me because I'm going to be in there with Samojo. I'm going to get more eyes on me because it's a world or, or an NXT championship match. No, he is dumb if he doesn't go for the, w, or for the NXT championship. Next up, it was Imperium against Drake Maverick and what's the guy's name? Grayson Waller. Again, a nothing happening match. Basically, Drake Maverick is the veteran. Grayson Waller's making his NXT debut. They're teaming up together. Maverick was, you know, doing good in this match. And all of a sudden, at the end, gets blind tagged. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? And they both get attacked. They get beat down. They get kicked in the face. Drake thing is thrown out of the ring. Doomsday device or the Imperium bomb. But Waller, he gets pinned and they lose the match. Because the young, cocky, green, inexperienced guy cost his team. So is this the new thing? Or are we going to get Drake Maverick teaching Grayson Waller how to be smarter in the ring? Johnson says, at least ACH gave it a shot even though he lost. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Going forward, it was a pre-taped. Rich Holland in the pre-taped talked 
about threatening Maso Champa and sending him to the hospital. That hospital, not medical facility, which was very weird. But next up, there's a commotion going on backstage. All of a sudden, the locker room door opens, and Gigi Dolan and JC Jane had apparently just beat down Saray. Um, and my notes froze. What the heck just happened here? Beat down Saray. There we go. There we go. Next up, we had LA Knight against Johnny Gargano. Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis were in Johnny's corner. No Candace. So because she's pregnant, does that mean that she's not going to be on TV at all? I would have thought they'd keep her on for a couple of weeks because it's just NXT. It's not like she's got to travel or anything. They really live in Orlando. Like I, they can't live far from the PC, from the CWC. So I would have thought that maybe she would go out there. But I guess you don't want to risk it. You don't want someone to accidentally bump into her and something happens. So it makes sense. She might have been there backstage. But I get why you don't want her out there and accidentally possibly getting hurt. So Knight was on the offense early in this match. Channel changer. This was not about Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight. This is all about Johnny Gargano not wanting help from and not wanting to be around damn Dexter Loomis. So Johnny goes out to do his entrance and he does this whole and Loomis almost gives him the high five, and he, no. So these two are working this match, Deli Knight and Johnny Gargano or whatever. And eventually Gargano was able to fire up after Knight got the early offense. Gargano worked the crowd while he worked over the arm of LA Knight. The tope by Gargano, and he pummeled Knight around the ring. All good things must unfortunately come to an end as Knight dropped Gargano on the ropes with the hot shot. Knight was in control again as the show cut to commercial. Knight was working over Gargano as the show returned. Again, nothing fancy here. There's a comeback by Gargano. Knight almost cut him off, yet Gargano was able to avoid a splash. Knight is left. Crash and burn. Slingshot spear by Gargano for a two and a half. Knight measured Gargano with his finisher, or for his finisher, but Gargano countered him. Knight had a counter of his own, though. He counted the one final beat, and Gargano was sent sailing off the apron. Gargano then fell into the arms of Dexter Loomis, and it felt like he didn't realize this for like 20 seconds. And finally goes, oh, Dexter, he jumps out of his arms. So, Indy's like, no, he's just trying to help you. He's just trying to help you. And this distraction was just enough. Knight struck with the signature headlock DDT. And I guess you could say stole the victory from Johnny Gargano. This this didn't do it at all. This was no a bueno. So earlier in the night, during that, I forgot to mention it, during that Rich Holland promo, we also heard Oni Lorkin and Danny Burt say, Hey, we put the challenge down last week. We want to tag team title shocks. We never lost our tag titles. MSK, what the hell's going on? Give us give us a response. MSK does. They go to Regal's office. And like, Mr. Regal, I think it's only fair we give Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch a shot at the NXT Tag Team titles. And Regal goes, you know, in all retrospect, that is what I would have done. But the way they acted last week, I was going to take that opportunity away from them. Yet, 
If this is what you guys truly want and you want to uphold that, you guys want to you want to give them the shot, I commend you guys for the respect that they never lost their titles. So we'll make this match for next week. And the match was made for next week. NXT Tag Team titles on the line. It'll be MSK against Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. So next up, we had Jesse Kamea against Raquel Gonzalez, Frankie Monet, and Robert Stone were at ringside. Not much happened here. It was a squash match. Kamea got her ass beat. Gonzalez pinned her. Gonzalez talked trash to Frankie throughout the match as well. Monet and Gonzalez glared holes through each other after the match. And again, Gonzalez went with a choke slam. Looks like her next her next opponent will be Frankie Monet. And I know some are going to say, well, what about Kaylee Ray? They got to build her up first. Yeah, as far as Frankie and Raquel go, I want them to put that title on Frankie Monet. I know some may say, well, it's too soon. Freaking Raquel's only had the title since April. Give her a little bit longer of a run. She can always win the title again. But I think Frankie Monet gets that belt, and she would be amazing. I mean, we've seen her in other companies as the amazing champion. So if she's in this company and can be as good, if not better, than she was before as the NXT Women's Champion, oh, this could be some good, good stuff. And hey, who knows? Maybe they have a great match as well. I mean, Raquel's had some really good matches. Frankie Monet, the former Taya Valkyries, had amazing matches in the past with, with keep in mind, lesser opponents than a Raquel Gonzalez. Ember Moon's in the back, and looks like she's cleared from whatever kept her from wrestling a few weeks ago. She said, um, it's her birthday. She was sitting around, and she heard what Kaylee Ray had to say about her. Kaylee Ray's all talk. How about we fight fight next week? Sit down interview with Samoa Joe. Wade Barrett sat down with a newly crowned NXT champion. In his, he said in his third reign as champion, it means more to him. Because now he knows about legacy. He understands about legacy. He respects the legacy of the title and who held it before him. Joe came off like a contemporary version of a traveling world champion. Kind of like what Nick Aldis wanted to be. The old school world champion. Where you go from territory to territory, defending your title against all these great competitors, but in the end, always know that you got to take your title back to your home base so you can't lose it. So it's basically, I got all these different challengers, but I'm the one that's going to keep this promotion rolling. I'm the one that's going to be the face of this company, and I can't lose this title if that's my role in this, in this brand. Really gave old Jack Briscoe vibes, if I, if I do say so myself. Next up, it was Roderick Strong versus Ikemen Jiro. Ikemen answered the open challenge. Ikemen Jiro issued, uh, accepted the open challenge for Roderick Strong. And again, this is just a whatever match. I'm not... Ikemen Jiro, he's a good, he seems like he's a good wrestler. I can't get over the whole wrestling in the coat and making the coat part of his match. I, I'm just, I can't get into that at all. So he wore the coat. At one point at the beginning of the match, he like flashes the coat. And so Strong looks at him like, what are you doing, bro? Plop! Chops him across the chest. 
Then there was a spot on the outside where he gets suplexed onto the ring steps and his tailbone crashed hard. Strong went to punish Jiro, but Jiro came back with a near fall and an Arabian moonsault. Backbreaker from Strong, though, turned the tides. Another backbreaker from Strong got the pin on Ikemen Jiro. Uh, Gabriel Perez, no need for the caps. You don't got to yell at people, especially when it's stuff that we already know about. CM Punk on Dynamite. Check our YouTube channel. We reported that about three, four hours ago. No need for the caps, bro. A Vegeta lover says, it's not as bad as Orange Cassidy. Actually, I think it's worse. At least with Orange Cassidy, we know... I guess I can't compare the two because we haven't seen Jiro around that long. I'd say we know the character is for Orange Cassidy. We know... I mean, Orange Cassidy is a better wrestler than Ikemen Jiro, but again, we haven't seen a lot of Ikemen Jiro, so it's hard to compare the two. But I get it. I get it. From the back, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter had a little face-to-face with NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. They were being interviewed by Mikkel, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Io and Zoe said that they will defend their titles next week on NXT. Shirai and Starks still don't really get along, but they respect each other enough to team together. While Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter said, we're best friends in and out of the ring. Cameron Grimes was interviewed. And he's back to his old to the moon heel self. I think. I don't know. He was then confronted by the Grizzly Young Vets. They had a replica million dollar championship. And they were teasing Grimes with the replica. Grimes then goes, I like this belt. It's a little heavier than the one Ted gave me. Got a little more weight too. And he drops it. And they put in a fake sound effect for a thing. It landed on the foot of... Of, I want to say it was Zach Gibson. And yeah, Grimes just walks away and chuckles. I have no clue. I guess we're going to get Zach Gibson versus Kevin Grimes sometime soon. The three matches were announced for next week. Ember Moon versus Kaylee Ray. The NXT Women's Tag Team titles will be on the line when Zoe Stark and Io Shirai defend against Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. And the NXT Tag Team Championships will be on the line when Oni Lorcan, or when MSK defend against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. We go into our main event. And quickly into this match, the fight spills to the, to the floor. Fight at ringside is Chompin and Holland, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch at ringside. So. Where was I? Um, there was a distraction by Lorcan and Birch that allowed Holland to hit Ciampa with a Monty Brown-style punch. I mean, pounce. Match goes through a break. Ciampa being worked over. Church strikes as the show returns. Ciampa remains in peril as Holland delivers more punishment. There's a comeback by Ciampa with a series of lariats. An axe bomber by Ciampa got a near fall. Holland answered back with an Alabama slam. The referee stepped in to check on Ciampa, but the match continues. Ciampa kicks out of two. A slugfest as they trade strikes back and forth. Ciampa fires up on Holland, leading to a near fall. The fight spilled to the outside yet again. Ciampa's dropped 
with the headbutt. Holland then sends Ciampa into the barricade using a running power slam similar to an Oklahoma stampede. Holland then missed a follow-up charge and ran into the barricade. Holland went to power slam Ciampa at one point off the apron, but Ciampa fought free and countered him. Ciampa caught Holland with the Willow's, Willow's Bell and covered him to pick up the victory. Dunn then attacks Ciampa after the match. Lorcan and Birch help out, so out comes MSK to enter the scene. Big old brawl ensues. Both kind of teams, factions, whatever you want to call them, get split up, and that's how the show goes off the air. I enjoyed this. This is what I enjoyed, this match and this little brawl at the end because we know where it's leading to. And we know, you know, we can fantasy book where we want it to lead to. We know that it's leading to maybe Ciampa versus Pete Dunn. We know that it's leading to the tag team title match next week. But in my opinion, all game. That's what this needs to lead to. That's what this needs to lead to. It needs to lead to Ciampa, Thatcher, MSK. Against Dunn, Lorcan, Birch, Holland. Four on four, war games. Give it to me now. But you know what I thought about this show? If I was like you guys voting in the poll, I'd say it was just all right. And now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's show. And you, 100% on YouTube or on Twitch, just all right. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 55% of you liked tonight's show. 36 thought it was just all right. And 9% did not like tonight's NXT. Going forward, this person says, will Kayla Ray be a member of the NXT roster going forward? Yes, she's full-time. Or says, where's Tony Storm? Backstage SmackDown every week. Um, I have two things that is not NXT-related. What's your theory on why Paul Heyman was weird on SmackDown? It's not It's not that he was weird. It's that he wanted to say, hey, I had no idea Brock was coming, but the Usos didn't want to believe it. And this person said, did you see Empower? No, I did not. I did not see Empower because there was the final race of the NASCAR regular season on. And I had to watch that. You got to watch that, especially when you got money on the line. Fantasy NASCAR. Anyways, where it says... What did you think of the Saray Mandy Rose match until the finish? Eh, it was whatever. It was nothing special at all. It's a girl in Saray that hasn't impressed me at all since she's come to NXT. And it's Mandy Rose who's been a subpar wrestler. It says, I agree with you, NXT, tonight. I feel bored. Do you think Ember Moon and Saray should be a team at NXT? Sure. Maybe it would help Saray. Why not? Person says, the only thing I really liked was Cameron Grimes dropping the title on Zach Gibson. And this last text message says, last night's victory in the heated collision over Charlotte Flair mean that Nia Jack, I don't know, possibly, Nia Jack versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship at Extreme Rules? Possibly. She's got the, the reasoning Nia Jack said is on why she deserves a shot, so... We'll see. We'll see. But with that, guys, that was NXT. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. We'll be live again tomorrow night talking NXT. No, AEW Dynamite. The final Dynamite before All Out, but not the final go-home show. The final go-home will be Rampage this Friday. 
Rampage will be a live show, so we will be reviewing Rampage and SmackDown this week. So we got two more reviews. Actually, technically, no, two if you look at a calendar. We've got tomorrow, AEW Dynamite. Friday, we've got um, Rampage and SmackDown. And then don't forget this weekend, this Sunday, we will be right here reviewing AEW All Out. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great Wednesday, and I'll see you tomorrow for Dynamite. Have a good one.